the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. It's Miss Mel and Miss Jane and we hope that you have been enjoying the new season of At The Bar. We've been very excited to launch out those new episodes and we've got some lovely feedback, haven't we Miss Jane? We have, and it is so exciting to read. I just like, when I read it, I'm like, oh, like we're, we're not just chatting with ourselves anymore, which is yeah. fine, Mel, way, but yes, it is lovely. So nice thank you. know that we're having some impact or um, helping people along the way in their journey as dance studio owners. Is exactly what we wanted, wasn't it? Really, it's exactly yeah, what we wanted out to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you are that one person that did give us a one-star review, well, who <laughs> to you? I say. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your feedback. But you can go away. Yes, just don't listen, it's all good. You're not our people, you don't understand our jokes, we don't mind, just don't come back, that's That's fine. fine. Yes, no. five-star review. Sorry. You're welcome. No, I was just going to remind people that five-star reviews are fine, like that's fine. No worries with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, the topic we've chosen today is a relevant one for both of us because we've had an interesting year, you and I, Um, Mm. And it's been funny actually listening back to those episodes that we recorded last year. Um, When I listened back, I was like, oh, that's right. That's how I was feeling then. And a lot has transpired in between the end of last year and now for both of us. Um, So we decided this week that we would talk about pivoting in business <laughs> and no Make we're not sure you're in the bowl, about... not the hill <laughs> <laughs> yes um and we won't bring up that episode of friends because that word pivot no, does make me giggle often um so we've both had to pivot a little bit not um sometimes i think it's by choice and sometimes mm. it's not by choice and we were sharing a little bit before we jumped on to record about that um, lack of choice sometimes as business mm. owners is really, really hard to, to handle, isn't it, Jane? That, I think, is the hardest. I've really been thinking about this a lot and I think it's the hardest. And I was explaining to you, Mel, so I'll share it again, that um, business owners go into running their own business because they like to be in control. There is just no other way to put it. They're leaders They see gaps in markets that need to be filled in a way that hasn't already been done Um, and and that's the life of the entrepreneur. You know, we we like to be in control but when you're running a business, um, it does not really matter how many systems and processes and procedures, and I'm a big fan of those, um, are in place. They're always going to be, if you're working with humans particularly, elements that fall outside of your control and so you will have people resign at the the 
least helpful times or you will have team members that fall unwell. These things are all outside of your control and you just have to keep um, working with that. And, and quite often there will be one after the other or after the other or after the other and you just feel like, oh, I've just got back up and now I'm back down. And um, it's hard. It's really yeah, And that's hard. the hard thing, isn't it? Sometimes it's, you know, that, that one-off thing that happens, whether that might be someone resigning or someone mm. taking ill, you know, you can kind of handle that. But sometimes it, you feel like a bit like a punching bag, don't you? Because oh, yeah. that happens and then the next thing happens and then the next thing and then by the third or fourth thing you're just going, oh, my goodness, I don't think I can get back up again. Um, yeah. yeah. And like I explained to you, because you are the leader, um, I always feel like in those times when you, you actually feel black and blue and you feel a little bit, sometimes I feel a little bit scared even, like I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. Mm. All I know is that I have to look like I'm fixing this, right? Because mm. at those times of uncertainty or, or forced change, people need their leader more than ever, right? Yeah. And it is you. So meanwhile, everybody else is having conversations like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? And you're thinking, I don't effing know. But the words that are coming out are like, well, we've been through these kind of things before and we'll get through them again. And I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen right now, but all I know is that we're going to be better and stronger and blah, 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 and you're like leading and cheering and then, and then going feeling like... <laughs> And, and, and reassuring everybody, but then you go home and you just think, like sometimes I come home and I just think I would really love somebody just to jump out of the cupboard and be like, hey, Jane, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and give me a hug. <laughs> 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 so then no, I send you a That's a bit scary, Jane, if someone jumped out of your cupboard. <laughs> or someone nice, like a big teddy bear or something. <laughs> that's worse. Oh, that's um, oh, well, like, did I message you? Like being the mum, you know, it's the same mm. thing when your kids are frightened or scared or worried about something. And I've done this so many times as a parent where you're thinking in your head, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to fix this for you. I don't know yes. what to yes. say. I don't know what to do. But all I can do is reassure you and, you know. You look strong. Yeah, yeah, and that part of growing up where you all of a sudden realise as a young adult, you're like, oh, mum and dad didn't know everything. They were just pretending, (laughs) you know. Everybody's a fake. Yeah, I've actually had the best example of that that you're spot on was when I was in a plane, we had like 120 kilometre winds or something crazy coming into land and we had to like attempt over and over again and basically we came in kind of like at a right angle and then did this handbrake turn. Oh, my God. <laughs> like effectively, that I was like, oh, <laughs> that's unique. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, okay, right, so I'm going to die. Yeah. And the kids' eyes were wide and all white and looking at me and I was like, oh, it's fine, yeah, it's fine. The pilots are very experienced and they have people guiding them and, you know, I was like reassuring myself as well. Um, but, you know, I couldn't say to them, oh, you know, we're all, I'm scared. I'm scared too because then they would have been like, oh, we're going to die. So you're right. It is the same. And that just can be a little bit tiring because you do, you do, and that's where, you know, having a friend that has 
it doesn't have to be a dance studio but has another business as well or something a similar kind of leadership role where the buck stops with them it's really good just to have a, a coffee or a, a chat or something on the phone and just go you know it's all a bit out of control at the moment and it, it scares me and I know I do know that it'll be okay but right now I'm not sure how yeah absolutely that's so important having that support outside of the business because you can't do that with your team you do need to be that person that's providing those reassuring words because otherwise they're not going to perform well if you're the one that's having a meltdown in the middle of the room and they're looking mm. going but hang on you're our leader what's mm. going to happen here um it is important that you kind of save that meltdown for the the right place oh, yeah. at the time this is and, and why I, yeah go ahead I was just thinking about when you were talking about, you know, say, saying what you did to your children, like that dialogue, you know, in the process of you reassuring your kids, you are also reassuring yourself and, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. there's something in that self-talk, isn't there, that it's going to be okay, like telling yourself that is really mm -hmm. important because it's that stuff around your thoughts become your actions and, and your behaviours. Um, so yeah. it is important that you do that in those sort of settings. I love that segue, actually, because it is in those times more than ever, we're probably quite hard on ourselves. And, and mm. there might be, you know, even though some of these things that happen to a business are out of our control, we might be trying to go, oh, well, I should have seen that coming or, you know, how did I not know that person was going to quit? Everybody else seemed to know or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that maybe, yes, talk talk to yourself like you would your team. Talk to yourself like you would your business owner friend. Um, that, that's probably quite a good strategy. And just to be kind to yourself and say, all right, okay, this is tough, but this is not permanent and you've been through tougher situations and you're still here. So this is um fine it's going to be fine and, and in, in that like actually that strategy takes back a little bit of the control doesn't it and that's where I feel scared is when I'm out of control so just that strategy gives me something to control and that yeah. is my mind Absolutely. yeah I like that. I had that conversation actually it's interesting you raise that because I had that conversation with my ballet kids the other night but they were we're close to their ballet exams here and so they have to do their solo um solo <laughs> I have to do their solo by themselves <laughs> yes very good very good mm -hmm. um so we were doing that and of course some of them were having you know a little freak out about doing it in front of everyone and all that sort of stuff and I'm not good enough and you know there was just a few little comments here and there and I said to them I said yeah would you say what you just said to yourself then would you say that to your friend and they said oh mm. no like you know they and they're gorgeous friends all of them they're so supportive of each other and I said, mm. You should talk to yourself the way that you would talk yeah. to your friends. You, you have yeah. to be kind to yourself um, because that self-talk becomes your behaviours and your actions. So if you're telling yourself yeah. that you're bad, you know, then yeah. you will go yeah. badly. Yeah. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But it was just, it, yeah, it was really interesting sort of watching them process that and go, oh, yeah, I would mm. never speak to my friends that way. Um, it's easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah, I know, it is. but yeah, yeah. it's a worth. Yeah, it's worth definitely um, reminding ourselves and others, like like you've done, is yeah. definitely um, yeah. just in 
so many segues here, but now you're talking yes. about ballet exams. Recently, I had a memory, <laughs> like back when I was around about 10, 11, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I've never thought of that since this time. Um, I used to have this coping mechanism when I was around 10 or 11 when I was going into a ballet exam and obviously felt a little bit, you know, out of control like there's that element where you're like well I don't really know what I'm going to do uh I hope hope it goes well and so I developed this kind of over-the-top strategy uh now that I think about it as an adult and I would myself talk the night before used to be this time tomorrow night Mm -hmm. you will have done your ballet exam and it will either be good or it might not go to plan, but you're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was my self-talk, right? Like, that is so, but do you know what? That is very insightful for a 10 or 11, 11 year old. <laughs> Seriously. And I, I remembered this the other day because I'm launching or have launched this new group, which is called the Tribe for Dance Studio Owners. And I was a bit, scared right I know I, I don't normally feel fear like I'm I kind of just go in or but I was like oh I feel a bit vulnerable mm. right now and like people are going to judge me or make assumptions about my motives and um I had all of these reservations about kind of pressing the, the publish button on it and and that's when I went back it wasn't even a conscious thing I went back and I was like well Jane you can do this thing you can do this thing and this time tomorrow night it will have launched and it can go one of two ways, but you're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I did that when I was a kid. Yes. Um, it's brilliant. So, it's brilliant. Yeah. Just keep it in perspective, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, isn't it? It's like what's, what is the worst thing that could happen? You know, like yesterday here in Melbourne, there was a horrific, horrific car crash and I was, I didn't sort of watch it on the news, but someone brought it up and I just said to them, I said, you know, that's someone's family's world upside down forever, you know, and and that is the worst thing that can happen. You know, those things like, you know, it doesn't bear thinking about, but it, that is the worst, isn't it? So yeah, it doesn't get worse than that. No, no, it is important to keep everything in perspective. Um, and I, yeah, sorry, just to kind of tie bow on that little segment, but yeah. um, that is easier when there is a bit of chaos, um, you know, or you're supporting someone through a time of trauma or whatever. Um, you've perhaps um, had an incident or know of someone who's had an incident where they have lost a loved one or things like that. And so you do get that renewed perspective, Mm. but it fades. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the challenge for me, because I'm very aware of this and um, because it does affect my well-being and my mental state, the challenge is to almost stay in that that state even Mm. when there's not reminders, you know, like don't wait for something bad to happen to be reminded about perspective it's really it's it's like a very conscious thing to have to stay there and that's where you know the um acts of gratitude and things like that mm. help obviously you know i am yeah. grateful for the little things or whatever um 
But, yeah, it is definitely much easier to keep things in perspective when, yeah. when stuff going on around you. But um, there's just so much that's happening in a business every single day that feels like it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for tying that bow, Jane. Oh, look, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good tire of bow. Bow tire. Yes. Now, we've talked a little bit about, you know, when you're thrown into that chaos of um, staff member leaving or whatever it might be. And so we're, we're pivoting within our business, not by choice. But mm. sometimes we do, well, hopefully often we do, make very calculated decisions to pivot. So we might start out on a particular path and think this is what we're going to do and then maybe for whatever reason it doesn't work and we completely change directions. Um, I have done that a few times over the years. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been hard yeah. to, to change directions when you've set up um, expectations with families or students or your customers and then to turn around and say, you know what, guys, this is actually not where we're going to head now. So mm. I thought it would be worth talking a little bit about how we've both handled that as well because with that comes um, angst as well and concern about, you know, um, putting people out or... Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. A little example yeah. I'll, I'll share with our tribe. Um, yesterday I had to send an email to our families and let them know that we have cancelled our upcoming exam session. Mm -hmm. Now, we're doing ballet exams and over the last mm -hmm. couple of years we've expanded our offerings in exams um, with tap and jazz and hip-hop and it's, it's kind of evolved. Um, and I think potentially it's evolved in a way that hasn't been very well done on my behalf. Mm -hmm. um, and so where we've come a cropper this year, so our entries are well down. Mm -hmm. And when we looked at the numbers, we went, you know what, this is not financially viable to run. Yep. And yep. it's going to be impactful when you've only got one or two in the class that are doing an exam yep. and the rest aren't and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so it was a difficult decision because there's some very disappointed dancers that we're not doing that this year. So I had to hit send on that email. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was hard because we did disappoint people. Um, hopefully yeah. we've done a good enough job with communicating. We've sent out a feedback survey and, and we're doing... Oh, you're brave. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was very brave. It was a very uh, strategically worded survey. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was really hard, Jane. Like it was really hard this week to make that decision because I went between yeah. going... Oh, but little, you know, little Susie, she's so good at this. And, oh, what a shame. Mm -hmm. done all her TAP exams and now we're going to miss this year. And, you know, you go through all of that. But then it's like, no, we can't keep going down this path and we've got to actually draw a line in the sand here. And it's not the right decision to go ahead and do it just because yeah. of Susie. Sorry. And that's leadership. That's leadership is is disappointing. I mean, I, I made a joke at Come Together a couple of weeks ago that, you know, welcome to running a dance studio where all you do is disappoint people. And it was obviously a very tongue-in-cheek yes. um, joke. And that's leadership as well is because it takes courage because you know, even if you want to please everyone, you know that 
there's going to be times where people, whether it's your clients, your students, your families, your teachers, that you're going to disappoint someone. The key is to not complete, always be disappointing yourself. Mm. Um, and I think because it builds resentment. And when I say disappointing yourself is if you are always making decisions on the needs of others instead of the needs of your business and ultimately you, you are going to end up being very resentful and probably not have a very good business anyway. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that loyalty that you give out is not always going to come back and it's very hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. So you do just have to have courage to make those tough calls knowing that someone you you've you've just you know disappointed someone and we're so easily disappointed these days mm. because um you and I had a bit of an online chat about this because everything's so abundant you know so we don't actually have enough to whinge about in my opinion mm. um so therefore it's it's maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't it right yep. we've got we're right at the top. We're right at the top. And so when we don't get everything we want our way, at our price, at our time, mm -hmm. uh, then we're disappointed. But really we need to work at the bottom and go, we're safe. You know, we're, we're, our children are walking to school. Our girls are walking to school and not being shot in the head. Oh, I have gratitude for that. So, I mean, that's an, an aside. But that's what you need to keep in 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 the back of your mind when making these tough decisions. Yes, someone's going to be disappointed. But, hey, you've got the long-term picture in mind and you have to think, and this is another point I made in that, that keynote presentation, was you have to think about the ultimate over the immediate and other people are not always going to understand that. That's why you're the leader and they're not. So you're not well, especially always when it involves their child, hey? Oh, well, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, no judgment there. We're both mothers. And, mm. you know, I don't know about you, but my children are very talented. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mine are advanced, Jane. Oh, are they? Yeah. Gifted? gifted? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of gifted at not tidying up their rooms, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> very advanced in the messy stakes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but, you know, like that's the thing. Like when we're pivoting a business, when we're, we're changing direction, we're changing the way things we've always done them, then there's going to be some fallout from that. And you just got to go in knowing that. You've just got to go in knowing that. Put on your armour. We've talked about that previously. Yep. Put on your armour and head down, bum up, in you go. Yes. And, just and it's you kind of got to rally yourself. You do have to do that, don't yeah. you? It's like, okay, we... Um, it was a, myself and another team member that we, we worked on this at the beginning of the week when we were sort of assessing where we were at mm -hmm. and, and we both went up and down, you know, we debated mm -hmm. and, and that's the other thing I would say to, to make sure that you do have someone that, and this was a, a team member, but it was her project that she was working on and she was the one that came to me and she said, she actually put it to me and she said, I don't think we should run this. It's not, right. uh, which I was super grateful for because she she had crunched the numbers and said we're, we're yeah, going to lose money um which i was really i was i was actually really proud of her for you know coming yeah, through that's, that. um, that's great yeah and you know we both went up and down with it and debated and and did all of that analysis around well you know what would this scenario look like what would that scenario mm -hmm. look like and it wasn't just a um a, 
a, a quick decision. It took us a couple of days. We crafted our communication. We slept on it overnight. We came back to it. Um, that would be the other thing is that I would say even when you do have to make a re- – it was a reasonably quick decision, but we also gave ourselves the space and time to make sure that we weren't just firing off something that was really reactive, okay. that we did actually Perfect. just take a break yeah. and make sure that we had – talked about all the different case scenarios so that then we were, pre- yep. were prepared when the communication went out. So, yeah. Yep. yeah look. And, yeah, that that's perfect. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, is you're always trying to look at, at all the different angles and give consideration to those so that when somebody asks you a question about it, that you're not defensive. I think that's the other thing. I find... Um, people who go straight into like defensive mode, I find that really unattractive actually. And it, yes. I just think, oh, I'm, I was actually just asking a question yeah. because I wanted more information. I want to have a conversation, not an argument. Um, and so therefore if you've spent that time doing that background work, you're more likely to say, oh, listen, I'm glad you asked that because it gives me the opportunity to give you a bit more information. Yeah. You know, and that's so much better than, oh, well, you see, we just can't please everybody, right? You yes. know, then you're in an argument. And it's, it doesn't have to be an argument. You can have conversations about yeah. these changes. And, and again, know that you might finish that conversation and that person is still not 100% happy. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. But that. At least now they've got a little bit more insight into the rationale, yeah. and quite often I'll use that word. Like I, I want to share some of the insights that we've, we've, um, you know, used to create yes. this, yeah. yeah, things That's like that, really and be open as as much as possible. I mean, sometimes there's sensitive information and you can't. Mm. And, but that's where um, trust comes in, and so. Sometimes you do just need to also ask your tribe, your studio, to trust you. And I've used that as well. Like there has been some times where I've had to make a decision where I'm not able to share all of the rationale and I've said, look, this is quite a complicated situation and I, I can't really go into all of it, but what I need from you is to look back on the five years you've spent with me and, and look back on that time and know that I've always made decisions with everybody's best interests at heart. And at this point, I'm just going to ask that you trust that I've done the same thing again here for you. Will you do that for me? That's what can they say? What can I'm just picture, picturing everyone listening to the podcast like... they say? Them, but can can I please write that down, Jane? Because <laughs> that is really, really good. Because it comes back to that... Um, you know, you're acknowledging, you're hearing what people are saying and giving, you know, you're affirming um, how they might be feeling without, like you say, being defensive because that just just gets people's backs up. It Um, does, doesn't it? And that's why we did send out the survey too because I, you know, as much as like I sort of, I know what they're going to say but I wanted them Mm -hmm. to feel like they had an opportunity to say what they wanted to say and I mean everything that's come back was what we were predicting and mm-hmm. um it that's totally fine but they felt an opportunity to be heard the other yeah. thing the other part of it for me too was making sure that my team because my team are going to be teaching these kids that thought they were going to do an exam and they're not um mm-hmm. 
sure that they've got really clear communication and things that they can say um, as that's well good. that's kid appropriate and then, you know, where they can direct the parents because that's the yeah. other thing. You don't want to leave your teen kind of going, oh, I don't, I don't know, like what? I don't yeah, know. yeah, definitely. It's really, yeah. it's got to go right, it's got to filter right through the organisation, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And that can be hard when those those um, pivots are very quick, like mm -hmm. like yours. Like that's that I take my hat off to you that you've done that because quite often, um, you know, you've got all of this other stuff going on, and then you need to make this change and make this decision. And quite often, you know, the team can be the ones that are forgotten about. It's like oh, we've we've told the parents and we've spent time crafting these emails and we've done this and that, and then. Um, yeah, as funny as it sounds, like quite often there are times that I've gone, oh, oh, has anybody told the teachers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Well, we've done it too and that's that's why I brought it up because, mm. you know, sometimes you, when you're so immersed in the school, you kind of assume mm. often that, yeah, everyone's a part of everything and particularly for those teachers that might only come in once or twice a week, they're exactly. not really going to yeah. have all of that information. So, no. yeah, it's been a tricky week, Jane. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, look, it is hard. And I think um, maybe if we could do a follow-up to this um, episode, I think it would be helpful to, to keep talking about changing direction um, mm. but how we deal with that emotionally in terms of like I've changed direction of what I want from my business on a real uh, strategic level yeah. and I'm talking a couple of years in advance now as well as in the moment so maybe if we can next time we chat we can keep on this topic I but just about Jane. yeah because yeah. we're like i've just looked at the time too and thinking we yes that's what i realized scratch <laughs> the surface we've talked about some really sort of base level stuff but there there's so much more to this topic so i think maybe we call this part one yes next time we chat we'll we'll keep this conversation going because I, yeah there's i've got a whole list of things here that we haven't even touched yet um but we don't want to to take up too much time no um, you know that time is valuable and i know my favorite podcasts are the ones that are you know 20 to 30 minutes that i can pop exactly. on and yeah feel like i've yep. just a well-rounded chat so we might leave it there for today um, thank you so much, Jane. I really, you know, I hadn't actually shared that information with you before the chat. No. Not even on Messenger. That's how busy no. it's been. Um, and I, I really appreciate what you have shared and that's actually sort of, uh, yeah, made me feel good and that I have made the right decision and I've approached it in a way that um, hopefully we can move forward and, and make some really good decisions around it for the future absolutely beautiful always great to chat miss mel yes excellent all right well i love i love this chat and look forward to continuing it again with you at the bar bye for now jane bye miss mel thanks for listening to at the bar with jane and mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on apple podcasts let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership.
You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 